0: Nate Sperlin here for The Cap, here with my co-host R.J. Levichin. This is episode 201. On this episode, we will be discussing Drake's new EP, Scary Hours 2, Lil Durk, and Only the Family's Project, Loyal Bros, as well as speculating about the future for Bruno Mars and Anderson .Paak and when we expect that Silk Sonic album to come out. All this and a lot of tangents, mm-hmm. we're on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio and just mad other places yeah we yeah we just we just got them all you feel me so we're check everywhere. us out everywhere all right welcome back to the cap episode 201 here with my co-host rj levy chin i am nate sperlin desperately waiting for spring to happen it's your weekly tour through hip-hop rj how you doing
1: man drake is here
0: it ain't no certified lover boy but
1: drake is here and that's how i feel that's all i gotta say
0: did you get it did you get a good cry
1: um, I didn't even get to listen to it until today. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it took me a few days just because, um, I was busy and I just wasn't in the mindset to. Because I really, you know, thought that I was gonna have to get really emotional. But mm-hmm. no, I mean, he 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 didn't drop the crying tracks yet. Oh yeah, he, oh, he, oh, he got the Crying tracks. So like you're
0: both. you're content. That's that's how you feeling right now.
1: Yeah, real real content.
0: content real content.
1: <laughs> border borderline toxic. Borderline.
0: Borderline toxic. Oh, so you just been getting oh, into the future. Borderline. Huh? Oh borderline all right mm. anyway <laughs> all right let's get into it right now uh drake scary hours three is two wow the third one is probably that's never coming i predicted that you know what fuck it I- i'll own that scary yeah, hours three coming soon never, i predicted it coming. i don't know when soon no. is but it's coming so yeah <laughs> there we are anyway. soon in the terms <laughs> of the general yeah just like you know like lifespan. just like maybe like one or two rotations around the sun maybe might yeah. come. Uh, I, anyway, for, you know. I, hey, not double hey. digit. It's not double <laughs> digit now.
1: It's not double
0: digit. So. Hey, man, if it drops, I predicted it first. You heard it here first. I knew about it before Drake even thought about it. You feel me? That's how Nigga Domus. we are. These Negro Diamonds, right? Yeah. Anyway, Scary Hours 2, the current one right now we have is three tracks long. We have three tracks, like I just said, and Lil Baby and Rick Ross are features on it. Two really, really highly coveted features from a lot of people in hip hop, probably the whole game in hip hop, to be honest with you. Um, RJ, do you want to start off with telling us your initial thoughts of Scary Hours 2? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think
1: Drake, um, you know, I heard What's Next as, as a leak. I think that kind of, like, messed me up. And I I let Twitter um, affect kind of my expectations for it a little bit too much. Because I definitely think it didn't hit in the way that Twitter made it seem it was going to hit like. I think What's Next is a good song. Maybe I'll be more hype about it. Because I do think the importance of Drake is, like, the excitement. So I think if I hadn't heard the single, maybe I might like it more off the first listen. I think Once It Needs is is a good song. But I think Lil Baby... Washed him And I think that Drake You know what pocket You need to get into when, when you're working With Lil Baby And this is not the pocket I think the beat selection Was very poor I'm surprised that I don't know Whose beat this was Listening to all these songs They all could be Someone else's song Even What's Next Like What's Next Sounds like a song That he was on And he took Off the original nigga What's was like what's, Nah I just keep Leaving my verses What's Next Sounds like And then like, you know So that's it Yeah I mean I don't know
0: Are you, are you going to defend him or
1: I'm not, you know, I can't defend him. Mm -hmm. That's something that you defend. It's more like looking at it. um, Considering that Drake is one of the most important rappers in hip hop. When he does something, we all Well, the whole world watches the whole (laughs) music world watches. So to hear these songs, I'm a little bit upset. Mm-hmm. But I I'm think absolutely. that Lemon Lemon Pepper Freestyle really, really showed me that he can still get in the bag. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you listen to that song, you know, Rick Ross does his thing every... So every single time the beat is just like a synth, and then you hear the solo, eh. like, you already know, oh, there's gonna be heat, Drake gonna kill this one. Okay! 40! Got the sample, Drake gonna kill it. And when I heard this nigga say, cause I knew, cause you know, Drake lie, he like to be emotional or he like to pop shit. That's it. Key Drake is when this nigga in Lemon Pepper Freestyle goes, and my city love me like I'm DeMar
0: DeRozan. Sent my that.
1: BM some child support money. She sent back the heart emoji. They say they love me, but they hardly know me. Now that's crazy. That's a boy, Drake. That, that's oh, crazy. God. But let me tell you something. If we at the club, if we chilling and we popping shit because you, like, everybody love you and you lit and you go, hey, bro, you popping champagne and you like, we do the toast and then you go, hey, man, I just, just somebody being some money. She only sent me the emoji like, and they say they love me, but they hardly know me. I'm going to be like, hey, bro, get your sad ass away from me. Drake got to figure out, like, he needs to stop getting so emotional after popping shit. Like, I know your city love you. We all know that. I don't know why you had to get so emotional about it. Like, they love me, but really love me. All right, Drake, calm down. You got the weekend. Because Drake really got the weekend. He got the whole weekend. But at the end of the day, the beats were not good enough. I don't know. You know, clearly it's not an album, but if we're if we're being honest and we're talking about the scale, Dark Lane demo tapes and this. Uh Scary Hours One defeats all of it. Yeah. All of it. So it's we we're we're really in it. And when I think about how Scary Hours One moves into Scorpion, and I didn't like Scorpion that much. You know, Scorpion had the hits, but I didn't like it. Definitely makes me a little bit worried, but I I gotta hope that, you know, the certified lover boy does some certified lover boy shit. Mm. Okay.
0: (laughs) Yeah, all right. So I agree with you. I think that the production could have been way better on this project. Like Drake is tapped in. He has like, there's infinite producers he could call and there's infinite sounds that he could tap into. And for him to give us beats, like what wants and needs. We're just like, there's just just nothing exciting about it for me really. Like there's, it's just a typical trap beat and there isn't really much um, uniqueness to it. It's just like, I want it to sound trap but I I still kind of also want to rap on it. And it's like, it it just comes through so clearly. It's so um, uh, transparent that i didn't really like Wants and needs that much i do think i should give it a second listen just for Lil baby's verse i also like the hook that he did but in terms of drake's verse on Wants and needs that's cool um i guess uh what's next the first track uh, i was eh, average it's good it's average you know like there isn't really anything that blew me away about that too the lyricism didn't really do do much for me um He's just updating people on his life so that's cool it would be better for you to do that within an album drake but i guess if you want to count this as a project too which it is ep you know um cool lemon pepper freestyle i say all that to say lemon pepper freestyle is definitely the best track of of the three um, rick ross does his thing flows it sounds like rick ross has a second flow coming out now a little bit more so that, that was that was very listen, easy to listen to. That was very interesting to listen to. Um, typically, I don't really like freestyles anyway. I don't really like uh, Flatboy, Flatbed Freestyle. I don't really like the 7-Minute Freestyle from 21 Savage. Um, Flatbed Freestyle was by uh, Playboy Cardi, by the way. Uh, I don't really like either of those. But So like when I see freestyle in the name of a song, I'm like, okay.
1: Them niggas aren't rappers, though.
0: Them niggas should, yeah. not be doing freestyle. They should not be doing freestyle songs. Yeah, but I just don't really. Even if it's like an Eminem freestyle, I'm like, okay, this is cool. Can I get a yeah, hook? Yeah,
1: man. Eminem freestyle like, would be, be, be OD,
0: data. Like even when you Eminem freestyle, be like, wow, this is a lot. But like even when you look at um, Lupe Fiasco like, and like Mural and Mural Junior and those eight minute long tracks where there's no hook. Like me, I like a hook. I like structure. I like a little break in between.
1: That's the thing is that I think that you you can add a break. Like you don't need a hook. And that's what I'm saying yeah. about Freestyle, is that yeah. if that Lemon Pepper Freestyle does have that break, It break, there's uh-huh. multiple large breaks of There's uh, like the whole thing. So like, and that's what I'm like, I agree with you that I don't think that anyone is just trying to hear like like verse. You know what I mean? Just like mm-hmm. six minute of verse. But I do think that, you know, if you have something memorable enough to break up the song, you know, that's, that's good enough. As long as it's memorable. If it's not memorable, then it can't take, you know, it doesn't fit that role of the chorus. It doesn't break in that way. But if it's memorable, you know, people will listen to it. Like, you know, I think about EDM, You know, half the chorus would just be the drop. So, like, I think that, you know, it's definitely possible.
0: I mean, yeah, I think that this, this song definitely, um, it's definitely better than the other two. I think that the lyrical content in regards to, um drake just talking about different things i think that that's really really well done i think that this is the beat the best beat selection on the entire project um so yeah i think overall do you are you more excited for certified lover boy are you less excited for certified lover boy how are you feeling about the incoming album based off the cp um it's 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 hard to say, you know. You, you when you
1: compare Scary One Scary Hours One to Scary Hours Two, um, Scary Hours One, the, the songs on it brought around brought about the excitement that I think Scorpion was going to have, anyways. Mm-hmm. But it all tied together, and you know, God's plan is uh, one of, if not the most. At least commercially successful Drake songs ever, and there's nothing even within spitting distance on this. That being said, you know, and with Dark Lane demo tapes too, is that you know, I there's no reason for me to believe that um, Certified Lover Boy is going to be on the level that I want it to be. Um, but you know, he still gets in his bag, and I think that that shows that we're we're still gonna get a Drake album. And I think the more that I think about it is that he might not be as great as, you know, as people think. He may be one of those artists that becomes, you know, a machine of branding. And that is, you know, where all of his success comes from. And that, that may be where it is, but I think that his baseline is still pretty high. So it doesn't matter. Like, I think that I've started to realize that his baseline is high enough that he's always going to have good songs in every project that he puts out. Um, so, you know, I'm still excited, but I, I don't have... The expectations of you know his magnum opus type album, not at all. Yeah,
0: yeah I, I I agree. I mean, going into it, I wasn't really that much excited for Certified Lover Boy. That was really uh, mostly you carrying that, just backpacking that whole. Um, I'm excited for Certified Lover Boy wave on the show. So I, I, there there isn't really much here for me to really feel more excited about it. I'm just still very much um, indifferent to it. It, it could turn out to be good and the best album of the year. I would, that wouldn't surprise me. But at the same time, if it disappoints uh, everybody, that wouldn't really dis- surprise me as well. So um, yeah, I'm, that's 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 where I'm at with it. But moving on, uh, Lil Durk and Only the Family, The Loyal Bros compilation, 23 tracks, 58 minutes long. Uh, there's just a lot of names here and I'm not really sure who is actually otf and who is just like an affiliate um for example they gave t T grizzly his own song on this project and i don't think to my knowledge at least he's not a part of only a family uh but the features we do have listed are lil Uzi vert t grizzly fujiano estg and there's a lot more features that i am not confident in saying because again i'm not really sure who's Who's what? Who's actually a feature? Who's actually who's out? Who's actually a part of the group that this album belongs to? All I know is it's Lil Durk and Only the Family, and that's whose album it is. Um, Twenty-three tracks long, like I said. RJ, what were your first? Is OTF
1: like an actual thing?
0: Yeah, it's like a. It's like it's like it's a, like it's a it's registered like, thing. Yeah. Okay. It's on like they have their own Spotify page. They have their own pages and stuff. Like it's it's like a thing. It's like uh, I guess. I guess the most close comparison would be Dreamville, how each of them do their own things, but at the same time, like they still come together for that compilation album. Um, So I think that's the closest, that's the best thing to compare it to. But yeah, it's actually a thing. But what were your initial thoughts on this 23 track compilation album?
1: I mean, I I don't think that... um, The only problem with these projects is that sometimes especially when the other artists of the group aren't known the overshadowing can be you know something that people can't really come back from you know like other artists that you, it's people are so focused on listening to you know I want to hear the little dirt songs and the King Von songs that, like, they don't necessarily meet these other members. So I wish on a media level um, we were actually, like, meeting these guys and they were getting more of a spotlight and we were seeing more out of these guys. Um... Because I you know I do think that it's an issue that you know we're talking about these this this album, but we don't we don't know who only the family is. Like when we see all these people, we don't know who a single person of the family is. We don't you know and it says only the family, and I, I'm very unsure. It, it seems like it's a lot more than only the family. It seems like it's, yeah. it's squad and, and, and gang and <laughs> like it seems like it's a lot of niggas. Um but you know it's a good project. The beat selection is fire. Mm-hmm. I think that little Durk um, is slowly becoming a leader in a way that I don't think I ever expected. Um, and, you know, it's hype, you know, he's making, he's making good music. So that's, that's what's important.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I think, yeah, last episode we definitely talked about how I prefer Lil Durk to rap versus sing. And I, I will say that I do like Lil Dirk's verses on this project more than I do on the voice like as a total and he probably he doesn't have that like it's only it's him and only the family so obviously he's not in every single song um but the songs with Lil Durk I definitely obviously enjoyed um I like the the beginning it's good uh the the one track that kind of let me down a little bit was Let It Blow uh with Lil Uzi I didn't really like I thought that he should have came in on that baby Pluto cadence instead of that I'm sorry cadence like I don't think he should have really went soft on that but aside from that, I think that there are some hits here. I think there are two hits that don't even involve Lil Dirk at all, which is very, it's a very good sign when you can have hits without the main artist or like the biggest artist on it um, that shows quality throughout the project. Um, a lot of King Von verses here too, which is also something to be uh, expected and also something that is welcome because I really, one thing that I hate about 2020 is the fact that we know, like, we it's confirmed that we won't really be able to see King Von grow and see what could come out of his music once he figured out more about how to grow his storytelling and things of that nature. Like, that was robbed from us. So, that's one thing I really hated about 2020, but I guess I could kind of find closure in the King Von versus here um and RJ like you said I agree I think that there needs to be more organization I think that there needs to be a more clear vision for just like casuals and people like us who are trying to be experts in this as well in terms of who's a part of it who are the features and things of that nature um T. Grizzly did his thing on this as well uh yeah overall from what I've listened to so far this weekend this is definitely my favorite project
1: yeah, I think it was a good project. I think it was. Uh, I think that it was a good project for little Dirk. Like I'm sure of that. I gotta see how it's gonna be for OTF. I got it because there there isn't that standout hit that puts someone else on. It's the only thing that two. worries me.
0: I think there's two, honestly.
1: You think there's like standout hits that can like change change a nigga's life type?
0: Potentially. I think well, I think, think see- there's some I think there's some hits here that can potentially give someone. Uh, have other rappers reaching out like, "Yo, like, you want to do what you did there on this on this <laughs> song?" And that could potentially blow someone up too.
1: All right. So what what are your what are your favorite songs? Mm-hmm. And I'm not gonna make you I'm not gonna make you do it because I don't have an answer. But who's your who's the best performer besides King Von and Dirt? You could.
0: Okay. I like to answer your second question first. I like Duty Low a lot. Um, I also like Just Blow 600, and I also like Book of 600. I thought Little Mexico did his things well. So those are four artists that I didn't know about beforehand going into this project that I now have some anticipation over listening to in the future. The two songs that I think could potentially blow up are Toxic, with six with just below 600 uh the it kind of reminds me of rick flair drip in the same way where there's more room for melody on it and there's just a bounce to it to the to the to the flow to the beat and when you get that and you're able to combine that together you potentially have a hit on your hands um the next one is the the next song that I think is potentially a hit is the song after it. Um, Toxic was track fifteen, track sixteen, Glaciers with Book of Six Hundred and Boss Top. Um, the the flute beat amazing. The it gives them a nice, it gives them more of it gives them more room to not just be talking like tough all the time. Like it gives them more room for melody and more room to be able to really explore more sonically versus just like dissing and like yo I'm gonna kill you and all that other shit which most of this album is and there are some tracks that have that that I enjoy but I also appreciate the contrast as well
1: contrast is key
0: what are your favorite songs um favorite songs
1: favorite songs favorite songs um Hellcats and Trackhawks I don't even know what a Trackhawk is, but that yeah. should
0: sound five. <laughs> yeah that song is heat though yeah, like I don't know what that is. is. Let it
1: blow, of course. Um, and then yeah. out the roof. I like Bucket Six Hundred too. He's he's fire.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also um I also like Sip Again with Lil Durk and Lil Lil and Duty Low, excuse me. Hellcats and Trackhawks, like you said. That I heard the snippet for it, and once I heard the snippet for it, I was like, okay, this this is gonna go off. Um, I also like, yeah, I, I like a good amount of songs on this project. Um, I think also towards the end, they kind of they get more melodic with it, just in general. Um, the second half is definitely the more experimental side of it. Uh, yeah, where do you, how do you feel about, like, do you think that OTF has a chance off of this to really kind of mirror the success of Dreamville in a way? Maybe not completely. No? No? You don't think so? Why not? No.
1: No. I mean, I I think about those collectives in general. And I think that a very important part of those collectives is that each individual of the collective, whether it be Black Hippie and TDE, Dreamville, Good Music, Young Money, whatever, is that there were multiple artists within the collective that held their own. Mm Mm-hmm. And they would have, and you have a feeling that they could have held their own in any circumstance, any situation.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't have a feeling about any of these guys. That's kind of no. like why I said what I said about the hit and the thing is whatever, is because I don't think that there's a hit that doesn't feel like, oh, I'm, not, I'm listening to this because, you know, Lil Dirk's on it or King Von's on it or whatever. And I think that that is, you know, they're the guys, you know, it's them too. So I think that, like, you know, with King Vaughn's passing and Lil Dirk's solidification this year, do I think that someone new is going to, you know, blossom or, you know, or kind of like start their prime or whatever? No, I don't, I don't see that.
0: I mean, I think when you just look around and look at how a lot of, in recent memory, a lot of rappers are trying to dig into that. I'm going to start like putting niggas on and shit like that. Uh, when you look at 2 Chains, um, and you look at Gucci Mane with the the new 1017 uh, Gucci Mane, and I forget the name of uh 2 chains' group, but I think that only the family is better than both of them. I will say that. I mean,
1: does it matter? I mean, you don't even know the name just, of 2 Chainz's just... group. You don't even know <laughs> the name of them. And that's what I mean. It's like you, you, like when I think about Dreamville, mm. when I think about you know the, all the people that I name mm. that have where their main person is crossover, they're already 300, 400K first week type artists, is that there's no boss, there's no J.I.D., there's no schoolboy, there's, no, there's none of that. Mm. And there's nobody that is unique enough, they're all extensions of dirt. That's what, like, what it feels like, all a bunch of extensions of dirt. And that's okay, because it's OTF. But when I think, I mean, I also think that, like, there's a difference between, you know, oh, I'm putting my niggas on, and, you know, I have a collective of artists. Those are those are two different things. You know, it's, there's a difference between, yeah, my niggas want to rap, and I and me and a collective of niggas are making a next-level collective album, I I know that the thought process that went into this is not the thought process that goes into, you know, uh, Revenge of the Dreamers or any TDE album because Kendrick has to oversee it or any Kanye West, like, you know, group out. Like, I know that it just wasn't looked after like that. So... It's hard to compare But I mean the songs are good Like it's not like they're bad songs mm-hmm. So I think that they did their job But again I don't see a up. Alright
0: Moving on last topic we have Anderson Pac and Bruno Mars What's Silk Sonic is the is the name of their Group Yeah something like that I felt like I enjoyed Sil- the song it's not really something that I feel... I know, like, I'm definitely in a minority when I say this, but it's not really something that I personally am going to be looking out for that much. Um, I will say, I will acknowledge... Or the that, album in general? Yeah, the album in general. Um, I will acknowledge that this song is really, really well done to the point where it sounds like one of the oldies that you can hear in a snowfall end credits. Um... But RJ, what are you plugging? Why are you plugging that show? Like they pay you, bro? Cause Franklin Saint. There's two Franklins I like: Franklin from GTA and Franklin Saint.
1: Franklin Saint needs to get his life together because I heard he's making bad decisions again. He's
0: trying. I mean, hey, bro, it's part of the theater.
1: (laughs) Nah, that's what I'm saying, bro. I he's in it. He's there. He's. I can feel that he's. Even though I don't watch the show. The show's been going on long enough that they're in that pocket where he has to start making mistakes, and that's when
0: I hate—I hate that pocket. So you'd rather them just give them three? Because it can't just be, be like perfect. niggas just
1: fin- finessing and 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 dominating. It can't just be that. Nigga I mean, gotta
0: make some, gotta take some L's, gotta fuck up. So hey, bro. I mean, he already did last season. But anyway, we're getting away from the point. R.J., what did you think about Anderson Park and Bruno Mars? What do you think about it? Are you excited about it? Are you are you ready to leave the door open for people? Like, what's 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 good? What's going on over there?
1: I didn't expect this. This is a very weird opening single. This is a very... Worrisome is the wrong word. Because as you said, it's a very well-made song. Great song. They really, really, really did capture what the cover looked like. That is an old school song. I think that a bunch of people had an idea that they were going to make upscale, tempo, old school funk. That's what they were going to do. And I think about, and and, and now I'm looking at with this single, I got to think, is this the Versace on the floor to uh, Bruno Mars' like 24 karat magic? Like, is it one of those things where it has, like the, there is like the emotional slow song that gets into that time capsule bag? Is this it is? Or is this like setting the tone? And if it's the first one, I'd be because if this is like the one or the the bar for the low key songs, mm-hmm. ten out of ten. Yeah, if this is what the album is gonna sound like. Uh, c- keep it. You. It's not because it's n- it's not because it's gonna be bad music, but it's 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 a it's a waste when you think about. I mean, f- if I think we'll- about what what Anderson Park has done with funk. Mm -hmm. And I think about what Bruno Mars has done with funk Mm -hmm. is that for those two artists to be all about performance, all about energy, all about attitude and come together to make a bunch of baby making music. I'm going to be a little bit. Well,
0: let me let me just a little bit. I'm going to be upset. let Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. What did you? What did you? How did you feel about Childish Gambino's uh, "Redbone," uh, "Awaken My Love," that whole album? Um,
1: I think that my expectation of Childish Gambino projects in general is that they're gonna be different. It's going to be an execution of something that the that he wants to do, and that it might not be, you know, automatically what you wanted or expected or like think of when you think of songs that you like, but like, there's something, um, there's something about it that's mm-hmm. enjoyable. There's something that's like nice about it. And that's, I, that's what I also felt about his last project. Um, but did I go back to Awaken My Love a lot? No.
0: Okay. I, I think that, cause I personally know a lot of people who really, who think that that's his best album. I don't think so. Yeah, I, I don't think so. I think it's a toss up between because the internet and camp. But some people think that "Awaken My Love" is Child's Gambino's best album. I like when the nigga raps or makes Atlanta. I don't know what he, what other shit he's doing. Like Lando Carissian, and he could keep that. Uh, "Awaken My Love," he could keep that. Just rap and give me Atlanta. I want to I want to hear more about um, uh, Darius. I want to hear more wait, of wait, that. Wait, wait. <laughs> I I don't I don't. Okay. Not me. Hey me. hey, not me. <laughs> not I. <laughs> Not I Said the cap host Bruh, I. And
1: I bet you the only song That they know Is Redbone What's the Name another song Besides Redbone
0: Um I can't, um, even, I can't even Name one To make the joke Relevant And make the joke funny I, I genuinely can't I didn't no. even I didn't If Gambino Ever Gets back To a continuation Of Because the internet which low-key might be one of the most underrated albums of the decade, I will be so happy.
1: He's never well. But personally, I wish, I, think, that, I wish that he produced more pro, more music for his other projects. You know, like I think about yeah. Tyler, the creator. Tyler, the creator is very, very multifaceted. He focuses on a lot of stuff. But he also... He likes to produce. So he makes music for stuff. And so you mm-hmm. still get the artistry... The music artistry through the other mediums. And, um... I mean, I think that Childish Gambino did that with Guava Island. And then... then that's oh, it. A good movie. And he, he doesn't do it... Uh, he doesn't do it often. Yeah. And it's another... That's another example of, like, when he gets in his bag, it's lit! But, you know, the consistency isn't there. And he's one of it's those guys deep. that's so creative. Mm-hmm that doing the same thing over again or, or, you know, but because the internet too wouldn't happen again because he's closed that chapter. Like that's kind of how I look at yeah. it. I, 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 but we'll see, you know, cause I agree. I think that that and his mixtape stone mountain, when he got into his like Atlanta rat bag, mm-hmm. I, you probably even, I haven't even heard that No. stone mountain, which is like the mixtape side Of Kawhi that had Sober on it. Mm -hmm. It had him in his rap, rap bag. It had him putting Atlanta niggas on. Uh, That project and his mixtape, Royalty, where he's just. I've heard a little bit of Royalty.
0: Yeah, I've heard a little bit of Royalty. That's, That's, bro. bro. He had had Nipsey
1: Hustle and Schoolboy Q and Absol on Royalty and was keeping up. And that's when I kind of like realized that niggas don't even know like he can spit like that.
0: High key, um around the time. Period that like because the internet and all those other like when he was actually rapping, rapping and he was actively rapping, I thought he had the potential to be top five.
1: I think that he, yeah, no, I think that he 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 was top five. I think that he was top five then because top five was uh, hip hop wasn't a weird limbo state. Yeah, it was a weird. So like, I he had, I like had the, him as top five because it, yeah. it was one of those times where like you, you said two or three names, you said four names. And then you were like, Chance? Like, you were like, I don't know. Like, you were, I, I don't know. Like, it's it's 2015. Like, it's yeah, very like, early. Like, you I don't just know. just heard
0: coloring book a little bit. Like, yeah, oh, like, like,
1: okay. Like, hmm, I, maybe. Yeah, like, I don't know. Like, it's it was J. Cole, Kendrick, Drake, Drake. Depending on who you were, Kanye was in there. He gets the respect. Yeah. And then it was like, I don't know. It, you know, some niggas were like,
0: oh, Meek. And niggas be like, mm, No, he had the potential. He had, like the, he, he had a little bit of the potential, too. Exactly. The really, there was a bunch yeah, like, of people that have
1: potential. Chance. Meek. Sean. Uh, Sean that had potential to be around there. Yeah. That never put the project out that was gonna be like, all right,
0: this he's on that level. You're, you're probably gonna kill me for this. But I feel like right now, if we're just talking about like rapidly rap niggas, Big Sean is top five.
1: Yeah, I think so. Um but I also think that he gets that because he was a commercial nigga that was like, all right, I'll be, I'll just be woke instead, and that puts him, that puts him in a different bag because he not now, especially because he what he did come from, he did come in at the end of the era where niggas liked rap, is that he has the ability to get in both bags now. So he and with the whole 2088 shit, mm-hmm. he can get into the R&B bag, you know, easily. Like, if it you feels, have Janae Eiko on speed dial.
0: When he when he does that, it feels more natural compared to like when like niggas like Meek do it, like niggas like, like if Kendrick Kendrick does it, he does it well, but it doesn't really feel as natural. Yeah, as cause he Nick can't sing doing it. and he yeah. likes
1: to get, and Kendrick, I know y'all niggas don't like to say this. When Kendrick gets on some sexual shit, he be getting weird sometimes. <laughs> he be getting a little bit weird. He be like, oh, nah, he do. Okay. I'm like, all right, I, I, I wouldn't go that far. Like, oh, turn it down, turn it down, turn it down. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that song is loud. Oh wow, oh that's loud. Turn that down.
0: The, oh man. Low, low key, if anyone else made a song like these walls, they would be looked at differently.
1: Yes. But
0: it was, but it was, but it was Kendrick, and he was going through his little funk phase too. Yeah, so, exactly. And was and we like, like oh, yo, okay. this kind of ooh, hey, this is different. This is, oh, look at that. <laughs> this is I, feel cool. like in the, I feel like I'm in the 80s again. <laughs> oh Franklin? man. But yeah, I
1: mean, I, I agree with you. I think that Big Sean um is on that level. Yeah, I think that, but I also think that it's, 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 it's hard because, um, I don't think that Big Sean has put out the album that puts him in, puts him well enough on a Freddie Gibbs, Griselda type, uh, he hasn't put himself in that group. He hasn't forced are you, himself. Are, in are that you group.
0: talking just strictly rap, but, or overall music? Because that's two different both, conversations. Both, both, No, both, if we're both. talking overall music, Big Sean is because definitely I think, Because
1: you got to think beat selection. Big
0: like, Sean had- about beat,
1: so, beat selection. Big Sean had a whole
0: album produced by a hit boy and all the beats you were know, knocking. Not,
1: that's, that, but that's what I mean is that like, I, I I, would never, when I think about the rappity rap niggas, mm-hmm. and I think, and I put Big and if I were to put Big Sean into that grouping, mm-hmm. is that you could, I don't think that you or I would genuinely- be like, oh yeah, I can see, I, I would see Big Sean on an Alchemist beat. I could see them putting out a project together. Cause I, I, I personally don't. I couldn't, I could never see Big Sean linking up with an Alchemist for a full project.
0: But, Al- but Alchemist doesn't have to be the only nigga producing beats though. Like that's the, not, what, like I'm that be, not, that's not like, what I'm saying. That is not. That's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying.
1: But, but you got to think about the Griselda bag. Uh huh. And then you got to think about the Freddie Gibbs bag. Yes. You got to. You got to think about. I think. The, I think what the, you're. I think what you're trying to get at.
0: Music. I think what you're trying to get at is just like a simple, like a boom bap, rappity rap, like a 1990s type style. Is like I just don't think at? that
1: Big Sean is trying to make luxurious sound music in that even if you because i think that rick I think he, ross i think
0: he could is a rap needs.
1: nigga that doesn't get considered as a rapity rap nigga for some uh-huh. really weird reason even though he's clearly even though we all talk about his bars and we talk yes. he still somehow doesn't get put in that you know grouping mm-hmm. is that big sean is not on that level where rick ross has time and time and time again gotten on a simple soul sample low key beat I'm just going to spit bars at you and then still give you the hit Big Sean gives you the hit Mm -hmm. or he doesn't and then he gives you the low key vibes he gives you the low key vibe but he's Mm -hmm. not giving you I'm gonna give you 32 Next level, because it's, it's just not the same type of lyricism. He's not, he don't paint pictures. He, f- he flexes. You know what I mean? I think about Drake. Uh, Is that Drake? 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 That's a flexes. Tough take. He don't, they don't paint. There's a difference between, you, you think about uh the Butcher. A, you Benny the Butcher. You like about Benny the Butcher. three
0: defenders, bro.
1: Ben, nah, because Benny that's the Butcher. A tough take. Benny the Butcher going to tell you the way that he cut a nigga, the knife, when he, where he got <laughs> the knife. Uh, you know which artery got punctured first, uh, and and how the the way that the blood splattered on the floor, and and Big Sean gonna give you the pun about how he stabbed the nigga and made him bleed like some other thing that bleeds, and you're like, oh, that's a bar, hey that other thing bleeds, hey, that's a bar. But oh shit, that's, but too. Not, that's cool. It's not he's not metic he's not he's naturally not meticulous because he's going for the punchline. Mm-hmm. He's a punchline rapper. Mm-hmm. And when you're a punchline lyrical rapper versus, you know, a words, a master wordsmith where every word means something and every line means something. It's it's just a different version of lyricism. So
0: it is. OK, okay.
1: I, I, don't, I don't look at it like that. I don't, I don't put him in the top five lyricists because I, I don't think of him as a lyricist like that. But I think that he's one of those guys that can get into into both bags mm-hmm. uh, where he can give you the commercial and i can give you the bars i can give you the serious bars because if you think about like lupe that's fiasco a, that's a that's that's, a, that's, a Lu, a, that's, that's, a, that's the lupe fiasco bag
0: yeah, yeah. that uh, lupe, lupe fiasco, fiasco is one of the first the guys
1: I'll, here's here's a radio yeah. here's a radio hit that i have to give my label knowledge is the rest because mm-hmm. that big sean just started getting in the knowledge bag so i can't even give him that on on that okay. level So I think that he's a good lyricist, but I wouldn't say top five. Okay, we'll
0: we'll see, we'll see. I think think that if he continues along this path, I can, my my case will grow stronger. But I'm just, I'm just- Yes. I'm just going just based off of artists who can make a complete song. Like sometimes I feel like the Griselda niggas don't really give me a complete song because they are so focused on bars. I feel the same way about Freddie Gibbs, about not really giving me a complete song. And the only three niggas that I can really point to who are some of the best lyricists that we have, well, actually four, that I could point to off the top of my head and say that they're some of the best lyricists that we have right now and can give me a full song are Kendrick, Cole, Sean, and Lupe Fiasco. Meek might be in there if I need the top five, but Meek is kind of, Meek kind of tries to get into some different bags that I don't really need him to be in. So, I'll put him there as a top, as just as a fifth. But my top four would be uh, of rappers who could do it up just by themselves. Would be Kendrick, Cole, Lupe, and Big Sean, because they could give me like they can give me different flows. They could still give me a little bit of knowledge because Big Sean is trending that way. So, but uh, like uh, we're let's get back to Anderson Park and Bruno Mars. One last last question before we get out of here, uh, when do you think this album will drop? Because we just went on that huge ass. T- I don't even know how we fucking got there, but. That was some good content. What do you when do you think the Silk Sonic album will drop? When do I think it's gonna drop? Mm-hmm. I drop March.
1: That March may pocket. Really? So this is not. It's not a summer project. It's not. It's not I don't think that it's an. I, I think that it. I feel like it's a summer. Actually, project. going back to what I said originally,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and my expectations for the um mm-hmm. is that I think that if it drops in March, it's gonna. It's not gonna be a summer album. Mm. But if it doesn't drop in March, I would be very surprised if we're hearing a lot of songs like the single. I'd be very
0: surprised. I think, I, I think that it would be a good. Honestly, I think they should just be putting out singles, and I think they should hold it a little bit until, in hopes that they could perform it. Like I, I'm, I'll, I I'll agree fully. I'll be fully agree. fine with them just giving us like if this song is a fucking throwaway. This is, this is probably going to be one of the best albums of the decade. Just like all together. This is probably going to be one of the best albums of the 2020s. If that song is a throwaway...
1: Uh, it could be. It could be.
0: Hey, I mean, I, I really just hope what? that
1: Anderson... Anderson Park didn't get into the studio with a guy like Bruno Mars and not even attempt to make a radio song. Like, I get, I get it. You know, you're in the industry. You're just trying to make yeah. mute, whatever. <laughs> you got a guy like Bruno Mars in the room. I think... And you can get into it. You can you know pick you know, a bag and you get into it.
0: You know what? I, I agree with you. Gotta, is, gotta make, if, it a, if if make it. If this is out. the bar for the songs, like for the best songs, I'm dis- I I'd be disappointed. You're right. I agree with you on that. Yeah. So we'll see. We will see. We'll see. Anyway, let's get out of here. But I'm hype. I am. I'm, I'm still. I'm still hyped for it. You know, great artists. I'm. Great I'm artists intrigued. Working. I'm intrigued. I don't really. I don't really get excited like that. That's that's that. Maybe that has to do with me, but. I'm intrigued, definitely. Uh, anyway, that's RJ, Levy Chin, all hoodied up over there. I'm Nate Sperlin. This has been The Cap, episode 201. Like and subscribe, you know. Oh, I don't know what that is. Um, <laughs> like and subscribe, we're, yeah, we'll be back next time. So catch you. We'll see what happens next.